1: All Hit Radio.
2: Welcome to the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction
0: and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell, and welcome back to the X Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Toll-free, worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. My email address, exxon at com, On MSN Messenger, xoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, TV.com. My guest this hour is Kristen Barton, and she is a Wiccan high priestess and a professional energy worker who... Um, Co leads a coven in Minneapolis, Minnesota. She has studied Wicca and Witchcraft for eight years and is an ordained minister through Covenant of the Goddess Northern Dawn chapter. Kristen is a Minneapolis Wiccan Examiner for examiner.com and has written for Pangea and Pagans and Witches Magazine. Joining us now from Minneapolis, Minnesota is Kristen Barton. And Kristen, welcome to the Exxon.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: Tell us a little bit about the Wiccan religion.
3: Well, um, Wicca is a religio-magical-spiritual practice Mm -hmm. which teaches that the breath of the divine is imminent in all nature, including ourselves. And we connect with this divine force by celebrating the cycle of the season of the earth. And these are actual astronomical events in the year. Mm -hmm. in the calendar. They're not made-up holidays. We celebrate the solstices, the equinoxes, and the cross-quarters. Right. And we also celebrate the 13 moons, which are called asbats. Our solar uh, holidays are called sabbats. And the rituals that these hol- holidays celebrate have to do with birth, growth, power, de- decline of power, death, and reincarnation. Um Wicca is based on ancient principles, but it's actually a very recent religion. It was developed in the 1950s by a gentleman named Gerald Gardner and his high priestess, Doreen Doreen Valiente. And um, there's a lot of controversy about our religion. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to come on and talk a little bit about what Wicca actually is as opposed to what people might think it is. Uh, Wicca is not evil and it is not satanic it doesn't recognize any being similar to the Christian Satan at all. Wiccans relate to the Divine in the form of a masculine force and a feminine force, also called by us the Lord and the Lady, or the God and the Goddess. And we believe that the masculine and feminine are constants in nature and therefore uh, always present in the Divine.
0: All right, Kristen, you and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. Please stand by. Exxon Nation, Kristen Barton is our special guest. We're talking about Wicca this hour here on the Exxon. And Kristen and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free. Email exxon at com On MSN Messenger, Radio TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exoneradiotv.com And don't forget, if you'd like to listen to the Exxon, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days of the year, www.exzonetv.com. This product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. XO Nation, Kristen Barton is our special guest, as she is a Wiccan high priestess. And uh, we're talking about Wicca this hour with a Wiccan religion. Now, a lot of people, Kristen, for some reason, think that there's a connection between Wicca and uh, evil forces or even satanic rituals. And I was wondering if you could kind of clear the air once and for all, maybe, about what Wicca is really about. Like, I've talked to I've talked to many Wiccans over the years, and not once. Not once have I ever received any inclination whatsoever that there is anything evil, satanic, or demonic about Wicca. Uh,
3: no, there there really isn't, and I'll be honest with you in that it confuses me as much as it confuses you. Um, the holidays that we celebrate, the path that we follow, really is about celebrating the cycle of life and... Uh, particularly there are certain holidays that we celebrate that have gotten a really bum rap Mm -hmm. particularly Samhain which is uh, October 31st the rest of the world calls it Halloween now Samhain is is basically a time that we celebrate our ancestors who have passed before us it is the time when the veil between the world in our culture in our opinion, is uh, the thinnest. And so we have access then to some limited communication between those worlds. And we believe very strongly in honoring those who have come before us. And so when witches get together on Samhain night or Halloween night, it is a very uh, serious holiday where we have ancestor altars and we bring pictures of our grandparents who have passed and our pets who have passed, and we tell stories about those people and uh, and honor them. I'm not quite sure why people think we're doing awful things like blood sacrifices and things like that or killing black cats because that's not at all what we do. Um, there are basically what we celebrate are eight different points on the wheel of the year. So those are Salon, which I just described, mm-hmm. Yule, which is the winter solstice, which is a time when the, light re- when the light is born again, basically. It's the, the shortest night, and then the light returns to the land. And then there's Imbolc, which is February 2nd, which is when the sun begins to get much warmer and stronger, and so we celebrate the end of winter. And then we have Ostara, which is the vernal equinox, March 21st, and that is celebrating the planting time. Beltane, which is May 1st, another one that's gotten a bad rap, because it celebrates fertility. And in the old days, um, apparently there was some cavorting that used to happen back in old Europe on Beltane, but that is not something that modern witches do. We celebrate by dancing the maypole and having feasting and celebrating the warmth. And then we have Lyssa, which is the summer solstice, which is celebrated on June 21st, and that is a very powerful time for us, uh, the solstice being the time of balance between the dark and the light, and that is the celebration of the great marriage between the goddess and the god. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes weddings will happen during June because of that old custom. Then we have Lulitha, August 1st, which is the first of our harvest festivals when the uh, the grains were being harvested, and we have a big celebration celebrating the bounty of that harvest. And then we have the autumnal equinox, which is Mabin, September 21st, which is like our Thanksgiving. So that's basically our wheel of the year. And you'll notice that there's nothing evil or uh, satanic about anything that I just said.
0: No, no, there isn't. But tell me, as, as a member of the Wiccan coven, uh, and, and in fact, isn't it true that a lot of the holidays that that are celebrated by Christians around the world were actually pagan holidays that the Christians actually scoffed from the pagans.
3: Well, I'm very careful about accusing people of cultural appropriation because certainly what we do also is oftentimes appropriated. I celebrate the Feast Day of Aphrodite, and Mm -hmm. that is obviously not from my home culture either. But yes, it is true that... um, a lot of the holidays that were celebrated by the pre-Christian pagans were kind of acquired by the Christian Church in order to encourage people to convert. And this is just my opinion. No, I know and, I'm not a Christian. And, and so. history,
0: history will support that. It was basically a marketing ploy to get the pagans over into Christianity. After all, the more Christians you have, the richer the Christian churches grew.
3: Oh, certainly. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, there has been that argument made, and it is a compelling argument. Uh, I don't think modern witches have too much of a problem with it. At least my group doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I think that it is common to demonize the gods of, of the culture that a person is vanquishing. So when the Christians came in, it's quite possible that it was easier to convert people if you demonized the gods that were you know, previously uh, worshipped in that area, certainly. It reminds
0: now, me of kids playing in a playground. My dad's um, stronger than your dad.
3: Possibly, possibly. For instance, Pan, uh, a well-known lord of the forest in uh, the Indo-European areas, there was uh, a horned god, Mm -hmm. and he resembles uh, the Christian Satan in many ways with the hoofs and the horns and so forth. So that's possibly a demonization of Pan. I don't know.
0: Well, then we can look into Greek mythology and uh, the uh, centaur as well. Exactly. Yeah. Tell me, what was it that that brought you to join and to become a Wiccan?
3: Well, in the Wiccan community, we actually don't refer to conversion; we refer to homecoming. Uh, most of us have known that we weren't being fed by the religion of our families of origin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wicca being a recent religion, of course, a lot of us are coming to it as adults. Now, there are those of us who have children, and we raise them in the pagan community, and those children are born in the pagan community. But for me, uh, when I was a child, I always knew that I had sensitivities. I knew that I could dream something and it would come true. I knew that I could touch something and get a reading off of it and tell you about the person who had owned it. And this is quite common with people who come to the, the Wiccan uh, community. We seek a group of people who will not be freaked out by that, and we also often feel very close to the earth, and we want to be good stewards of the earth, and we feel the tide there.
0: Do you feel uh, in, these, in these times, in the year 2010, that Wiccans are still being persecuted?
3: Oh uh you know there are certain groups as okay as as the Wicca Minneapolis examiner, mm-hmm. I have had an opportunity to read some uh, articles by other examiners that are not of my faith that tend to want to draw us into discussions of uh, that kind of center around conflict mm-hmm. and we are not in conflict with any other religion we are not We did not become who we are because we are rebelling against any other faith. It is simply that we needed to create something that would serve us. And so uh, persecuted, I don't know if I'd say persecuted per se, but there are folks who seem invested in believing that we are at odds with them for whatever reason.
0: What do Wiccans do during one of their their meetings? For example, what would be the the Wiccan equivalence of going to church on Sunday?
1: Well,
3: we celebrate in circles. We will usually go to someone's home or preferably an outdoor setting if we can get one. Mm -hmm. And we will create sacred space in the form of casting a circle, which is done with a wand. And we believe that it is, that we kind of can take our churches with us. Wherever we are, we create holy space and we honor whatever deities we are working with that evening. And we will often do things like meditations, um, power raisings. A power-raising is basically our equivalent of singing a hymn or a prayer where we create this great emotion within ourselves and our bodies and then mm-hmm. we release it as a way of feeding the gods or sending our energy out for a particular purpose.
0: Can anyone become a Wiccan?
3: Well, certainly, uh, there has been a little bit of controversy within the Wiccan community in recent times because there were some folks who said, "Well, if you were not initiated by a Wiccan initiate, you couldn't be a Wiccan." But there are many people who practice as solitaries who either don't have access to a cousin or a teacher, and they will simply uh, begin to practice on their own by reading books. Uh, doing whatever feels natural to them. So certainly Mm -hmm. anyone who wants to honor the Wiccan holidays could call him or herself a Wiccan.
0: As a high priestess, what authority do you have within the Wiccan religion?
3: Well, we are very non-authoritarian with our communities in that when a person is a high priest or high priestess, Mm -hmm. it is basically a title that we have gotten by moving through the studies that are available. There are different levels of initiation, and they have more to do with our willingness to provide service to our community and our skill set than it has to do with any desire to be an authority figure. And so I do have some authority, particularly when I'm running the circle, when I'm the one who is actually the priestess of the circle, what I say goes. But it is very different from, say, a Christian hierarchy within a church where you have the different officials.
0: How do you define mortality as a Wiccan?
3: Well, mortality is shedding the body. Uh, We don't actually believe in mortality in the sense of dying and not coming back. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many Wiccans, and again, there's nothing that, there's no dogma, so different Wiccans will differ in opinion. But most will believe in some form of reincarnation, whether that is a person going through one lifetime after another in a linear fashion or uh, returning to the whole, which would be something like an oversoul, like a drop of water returning to the ocean and then coming out as another drop that has been taken from the whole.
0: How did your friends and family react when you decided to tell them that you were going to become a Wiccan.
3: Hmm. Well, I am blessed with a wonderful family. And I was always encouraged as a young person to study world religions. And so I was Mm -hmm. not put in the position of having to really sweat that out very much. There was was some concern. Uh, A lot of times, because of Hollywood, uh, with the demonization of our symbols, such as the pentacle yeah. and the hooded robe and things like that. People kind of Kristen, I hate to bit. do
0: this, hun, but we've got to take a commercial break with the news. We'll be right back. X O Nation. Kristen Barton is our special guest. She's a Wiccan high priestess. More about Wicca on the other side of the news. Don't go away. this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. Exonation, Nation, Kristen Bartner is our special guest. She is a Wiccan High Priestess. And, um, Kristen, what's, you know, we were talking about the, your family and friends and. and what they thought when you went into Wiccan, you told us that you come from a wonderful, supportive family. And then you mentioned the Hollywood aspect. Why do you think Hollywood has always had it in for witches? For example, in The Wizard of Oz, they had it in for witches. Um, you know, Hansel and Gretel, the witches. And, uh, and you know, it, it seems that nursery rhymes as well as, as uh, fairy tales have always had it in for the witches. And as a Wiccan, how do you feel about that?
3: Well, to be honest with you, I don't necessarily associate the the old images of witches with what I am today. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, culturally speaking, the witches that were present in the ancient fairy tales were really more people who were doing black magic, uh, people who were to be feared because people uh, were still recovering from things like the Inquisition, where uh, for political reasons, anyone who didn't practice and believe in a certain way was systematically destroyed and of course we had malleus maleficarum
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, the witch's hammer which was basically a treatise on how to torture people into falsely uh, confessing that they were in fact witches so uh, to me that isn't necessarily a slam on on my people today uh, but i think that you know um, demonizing certain people's selves, uh, witches in popular imagination are obviously supernatural beings, and so it's very easy to create fear in people's hearts and then to appropriate the use of the pentacle or the pentagram and the hooded robes, which are donned for a very benign reason, Uh, it it just sells. It sells movies.
0: Okay, so let's talk talk about some of the most common aspects that we know about witches, and, and please set us straight on them, all right? We talked about the the hat, the peaked hat. What's the real story behind that?
3: Well, generally speaking, we don't wear them now with the exception of um, needing a little comic relief. But uh, it's my understanding <laughs> that the initial use of the pointed hat was that Druids wore them as part of their Druidic uh, decoration that would identify them to the people as they moved around from town to town.
1: Hmm.
0: And the wand, was the, was the wand basically a, a tool for channeling energy?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, the wand is just basically a stick that's been consecrated for the uh, channeling of energy.
0: All right, Nala. How about the, the kettle, you know, that you throw the children in and cook the children oh, in? Oh,
3: yeah. sure. Well, we refer to that as a cauldron, and mm-hmm. the cauldron is representative of the womb, and there are many myth cycles that, that um, Wiccans will sometimes work with, such as the, uh, the Celtic uh, Caridwin. Her cauldron is uh, known as the recombining place for souls when they have died and crossed over, and then they emerge uh, anew into a new incarnation. But we just use them to mix up lovely blues.
0: What about spells? Do do Wiccans cast spells?
3: Certainly. Well, you know, I, sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. One can be a Wiccan and mm-hmm. never cast one spell, because really being a Wiccan means that you celebrate the religion of Wicca. Now, many witches, as part of their celebration uh, and their acknowledgement of nature and the, the powers of nature, acknowledge that there are forces of nature that cannot be... Uh, felt with the five senses and so we will work with the unseen and we believe that in sending forth the will into the ether with proper preparation and proper focus and proper knowledge will result in changing uh, something in the the known world and so yes we do we do cast spells but we never cast spells to harm anyone because that's against our rules
0: what is the strangest Thing that has ever happened to you, as a Wiccan high priestess.
3: Oh gosh, you know I really wish that I could give you something really dramatic, but it isn't. It isn't really that I have strange experiences. I have beautiful experiences. All right, can you share some of the? That, can
0: you share some of the beautiful
3: experiences with us? Oh then, sure. Uh, when someone is in sacred space, one can uh, astrally project and uh, experience going somewhere else while your body is still in the the sacred space. Um, I've seen very dramatic healings happen. I have seen, oh gosh, what else have I seen? Well, there's something called drawing down the moon or the sun, which is basically when a trained priest or priestess, and I want to emphasize that one must be trained to be able to do this, Mm -hmm. takes the god or the goddess energy into their body, and then the god or the goddess speaks, to the people who are assembled. And so oftentimes when the drawing down is very successful, the person who's drawing their their countenance will change, their energy, energy changes, their voice changes, and they know and say things that the person who is doing the drawing down could not know. And it's very validating for us to know that we have in fact spoken with our deities.
0: Is it safe for someone who has not been properly trained to pick up a book and start trying to practice Wicca?
3: It depends on what you mean by Wicca. Now, again, this is my personal opinion, obviously. Mm -hmm. Not all witches feel this way, but I believe that books that explain how to celebrate the holidays Mm -hmm. are wonderful and benign and can really uh, lead to some very powerful spiritual work for the solitary person who doesn't have access to a teacher, However, uh, working with uh, the occult aspect of Wicca is, in my opinion, potentially quite dangerous if one doesn't know what one is doing. For instance, I cannot tell you how many times I've been called in to do a house clearing for someone who has decided that they're going to whip out the Ouija board Mm -hmm. on Halloween night for some fun. And they have opened up a portal in their home and uh, they can't close it. And they end up getting some, some real interesting paranormal off happening in their home. And uh, two, when someone is experimenting with magic uh, that is kind of beyond their, their education, one can exacerbate things like mental health problems, one can experience negative attachments, and in very rare cases, possessions. Although I have never personally encountered a possession, I have certainly heard of them.
0: What's the difference between a white witch and uh, what, is the, what is the opposite of a white witch, a black witch?
3: I guess, but I, I you know, that's something that is discussed a lot in the Wiccan community. Mm-hmm. I don't like the term white witch and black witch or, or black and white magic, because truly magic is magic. Okay, magic is like a kitchen knife. You can use the kitchen knife to make a beautiful meal for your family. Definitely. Or you can kill somebody with it. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't know how to use the knife you can accidentally cut yourself very severely. And so I wouldn't go so far as to be arrogant enough to call myself a white witch because there are times when maybe I've done something that isn't, you know, necessarily going to have mm-hmm. a perfectly pure effect. We are all human. Uh, But certainly there are people who try to go out and use magic for their own personal gain, and that is always a very negative experience for everyone involved, and usually the person ends up becoming quite ill and has some really negative things happen in their life. So we just don't curse people in general, unless we're kind of dumb.
0: What role does does a candle play in the Wiccan ceremonies? I know that different colors are used for different reasons.
3: Certainly. Um, that is called, um, it's a form of sympathetic magic. Uh, candles can be used for just about anything. We use candles when we're calling our gods in mm-hmm. circle to light a candle to each of the gods we're working with. We can use candles in spellcraft, where we can attempt to diminish a particular force in our life by lighting a candle, and as the, as the candle burns down, the force is diminished. Um, candles can be used for just about anything, and, and there are color coordinations that some people use, correspondences. Um, they're not always necessary. If you don't have a pink candle and the spell calls for a pink candle, you can use a white one, and if your intention is uh, proper and your focus is what it needs to be, then it will work.
0: Television shows like Bewitched, were they good for Wiccans?
3: Hmm. I think you're going to get as many answers as there are Wiccans on that one. All right. Your personal um, opinion. Well, I don't think it's good or bad, truly. You know, it's obviously fictional. Mm-hmm. What happened on Bewitched, there's absolutely no resemblance to, um, to, to what I do on a daily basis in my practice.
0: Do you mean you just don't wiggle your nose and all your housework is done?
3: No, and I'm still waiting for that spell. and also Gosh. Harry Potter, I really really wish that stuff worked.
0: <laughs> now now there was a lot of there was a lot of controversy when Harry Potter first came out that there was a heavy association with witchcraft and and I, I remember interviewing a lady way back when who actually was was trying to get the school board that she was part of, and I believe it was somewhere within the Bible belt. To you know, to ban Harry Potter from the entire school board as well as the public libraries. And to me, she was going off the deep end. How did you, as a, as a Wiccan, and how do other members of the Wiccan community feel that what seems to to be perfectly all right mm-hmm. as as a father? You know, I had no problems letting my children or grandchildren watch Harry Potter. I still don't. You know, it's. But once again, I, I, I have never seen anything negative about Wicca.
3: Yeah, you know, um, I think that people who are, are afraid that their children might not practice the religion that they taught them might be upset when anything that could even remotely be associated with a maligned religion in their eyes is made child friendly. I can understand that. I completely believe that all parents have the right to direct their children's religious education. I have a a teenager, and I, I completely stand by that. However, I think that it's apparent to most intelligent people that Harry Potter is a fantastical, fictional story that has created a fictional world, and so you know, is somebody who's going to watch Harry Potter necessarily going to grow up and be a Wiccan? I haven't seen it yet, and it's been out for a long time.
0: It's just like these uh, these people who say that. Uh, the strong connection between Wicca and the supernatural. Well, hold on. Name me one religious theology or philosophy today that is not based on the supernatural.
3: Well, exactly. I, I would definitely argue that. You know, that's
0: uh, the kettle calling the cauldron black. <laughs>
3: I would have to agree. I think that really it boils down to the, the idea that religions are at odds with one another, and our belief is that there is no, there's no one mm-hmm. way to get to God. Do you want to take a bicycle, or do you want to take a, a train, or do you want to drive your car? We're all going to the same place. That's the Wiccan attitude. I realize that others don't have that same perspective. But uh, we are not trying to convert anyone. Uh, We've never tried to convert anyone. We don't believe in proselytizing at all. And as a matter of fact, it's relatively difficult to get into a coven. Um, And particularly, we do not assess the practice of uh, wicca by underage minors without their parents' consent at all.
0: How many members are there in your coven?
3: Oh, gosh, I haven't counted recently. Uh, some some covens, some traditions do uh, go by the traditional 13. We do not. We usually get up around 19 or 20. It really is governed more by uh, how many people you can fit in the living room of the coven instead.
0: Yeah. So the bigger the house, the bigger the coven.
3: Sometimes. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I see where this is going. Um, I also understand you're an energy worker. I am. How does energy play into Wicca?
3: Well, uh, energy is a big part of Wicca. Uh, The type of energy work that I do as a healer is not related to Wicca. I'm a Reiki master, and uh, people of all religions uh, do Reiki, which is Mm -hmm. a non-denominational form of healing. However, generally speaking, energy is a very big part of Wicca, because when people come together to create a sacred circle to celebrate either an Esbat or a Sabbat, we are all lending our energy to that celebration and trusting one another with our energy. And it's a very personal, uh, intimate experience that we have with one another and with blending our energies together.
0: You know, years ago, people did not talk about energy transformation, balancing energy. They didn't talk about Reiki. They didn't talk about a lot of things that we talk about today. Ironically, if they would have, I believe the world would be in a better place today.
3: Well, I certainly believe so as yeah. well. That's how I ended up becoming an energy healer, is that I was uh, I was working as a social worker, mm-hmm. and I was helping women in street-level prostitution change their lives. Uh, Wicca has a tendency to be uh, quite feminist. Uh, we love our men as well, of course. We're not anti-male in any way, but Wicca acknowledges the equality between men and women. So I was doing this work. And I was very, very, well, I was just raw from hearing all of the horror stories. And so I sought out some energy
1: work. All right, what we're going to do is
0: we're going to carry this conversation on the other side of this break that I have to take, Kristen. Please stand by. Kristen Barton is our special guest. Here's a website explanation for Kristen's energy work. GaiaTransformation.com. That's GaiaTransformations.com. And Kristen and I will be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away.
2: For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
4: Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net.
0: XO Nation, Kristen Barton is our special guest. Here's a website for Christians' energy work, uh, gaiatransformations.com. That's www.xzbn.net gaiatransformations.com and uh, first of all, Kristen, thanks very much for joining with us and putting us straight on what Wicca is all about. I admire the work that Wiccans do. I know that a lot of Wiccans are involved in uh, work that 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 is being done around the world to to you know turn the world around. You know, taking care of Mother Nature, in which so many people neglect, and in fact. A lot of the people on Greenpeace are Wiccans, so thank you very much for all your work. You're welcome. Now, we we were talking about your social work and, and how you would use energy healing with the people that you were working with.
3: Uh, actually, I was seeking it uh, to help myself oh, because I, I was so very, very... Uh affected by all of the horrors that I mm-hmm. saw. And then I began practicing because I loved it so very much. And uh, I just never looked back. It's wonderful to help people heal. And uh, I've seen some very miraculous things happen.
0: What would you like to leave our audience with tonight?
3: Uh, I would like to to just let folks know that uh, I think it's high time that we actually take a look at who our neighbors are as opposed to who some people want to paint them to be. Mm. Uh, Wiccan people are, as you've said, very concerned with our environment, being good stewards of the earth. We believe strongly in uh, high morals and ethics. We are not people who are doing dark and dangerous things, but we are people who are very invested in our communities. And we are also uh, very many. There are thousands and thousands of Wiccans, in um, the United States. As a matter of fact, in uh, Minneapolis alone, they call it Paganistan because there are many thousands of us. And so we are not necessarily a minority, and we are good folks, we are organized, and uh, we want to be part of your community.
0: If somebody's looking for a Wiccan teacher, are there any red flags that they, they should watch out for As you know, to tell them that this person is a stay away from?
3: Oh, most certainly. Uh, most most people should just, when when they're seeking a Wiccan teacher, go straight to an organization that could that gives credentials to pagan ministers. First of all, uh, Covenant of the Goddess, uh, Cups, which is the Universalist Unitarian Pagan folk. Uh, I would be very wary of anyone who seems to pop up out of the woodwork and call themselves a the high priest or priestess of so and so. Uh, Generally speaking, not always, but generally speaking, the more flamboyant a person is and the more desperate they seem to attract followers, the more wary I would be. Also, anyone who ever tells you that sex or sexual uh, uh, acts are are part of the Wicca uh, culture or part of Wiccan rituals is lying to you. It is not true. We do not do any sort of blood rites or anything like that. And we also do not uh, look fondly upon people who are interested in becoming gurus and having followers to uh, kind of uh, butter up their own egos. We're very service-oriented. Kristen, I want to thank you
0: so much for joining us, dear. Take care of yourself, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you in the future.
3: Thank you so much.
0: Exo donation, Kristen Barton has been my guest this hour. GaiaTransformations.com I'll be back on the other side of this break after with the news at six and a half minutes past don't go